Good morning, Calvary. Amen. He came so that we may have peace. Amen. Aren't you thankful for that this morning? It's good to see you. Why don't you stand up and give the Lord a hand as we start? Amen. like to go out tonight and the, the heavens just open up and a host of angels come to you and start praising amen but you know what we can praise him today amen that's what we're here for amen amen every praise is to our god amen every praise is to our god every word of worship with one Every praise. 
morning. And as we sing this last song, <coughs> I know that everybody, as we think about the name of Jesus, I know that everybody in here has lost something or someone this year. If not, you know somebody that has. And uh, we want to uh, just take a moment, and I want to say we want to pray for those in Kentucky and all around the, the nation that have suffered such major tragedy this morning, last night, loved ones that have lost, somebody that's going to spend a holiday, a Christmas without their loved ones there. But you know what? Jesus still has peace. He still has comfort even when we don't understand, when we don't understand why we go through what we do. He wants to be there wants to bring peace and comfort and he wants to bring his presence into your life today and I want you to just lift your hands right now and I want you to say a prayer for someone else that you know is struggling someone who needs Jesus to intervene in their life if you don't know somebody pray for those in Kentucky that woke up this morning without a home woke up yesterday with their loved ones going I want you to just give out of your heart speak the name of Jesus over someone's life today Jesus' name, amen. I just want to speak the name of Jesus.
the name of Jesus. We speak the name of Jesus over every part of depression this morning. We speak the name of Jesus over fear right now. We speak the name of Jesus over confusion right now. Father, you said in the New Testament it was written that we have all authority and we have all power over sickness and disease. Father, I want the enemy to hear that again this morning, that us as children of God, it says that we have all power over sickness and disease. And Father, it, it came through the cross. It came through the blood. It, come, it came through your sacrifice. And this Christmas season, Lord, He's no longer laying in that manger. He's no longer at the whipping post. He's no longer on the cross. He's now seated at the right hand of the Father. He's now seated. That little babe that was in a manger now has ascended and he's seated at the right hand of the Father with all authority and all power over sickness and disease and confusion and problems and trouble. That's the Christ we serve this morning. I want them to sing that one more time, and I want you to close your eyes. And Tina's already mentioned it, but everything that's going on in your life right now, that all authority and that all powerful name that is above every name, I want you to speak that name over every area of your life. And I mean, I want you to be intentional about it. I don't want you to kind of play around. I want you to be intentional about speaking it over your life right now. Father, I speak Jesus over my family right now. Sing that again. I, I speak Jesus over our marriages right now. I, I, I speak Jesus over every sickness and disease. I speak Jesus over every relationship. I, I, I speak Jesus over every young person. I speak Jesus over every elderly person here this morning. I speak Jesus. There's Father touches this morning. We speak that name that is above every name. Come on, church. Let's reach out and touch the hem of his garment this morning. Come on, let's raise our hands. Come on, church. This is the pit. We're, we're together. We're in this together. Let's raise our hands and worship this morning. Come on, church. Can I have a couple of sisters to pray with our sister that walked to the altar this morning? Let's engage this morning. Brother Dale, will you pray with Brother Jerry this morning? Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Can I have someone to come up and pray with my sister this morning? Amen. 
Sister Sue, if you'll come up and pray for our sister this morning. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus in the mountains, Jesus in the streets. Brother Fred, would you come up and pray? I want us to get some men. In our old Pentecostal churches, we used to pray for people. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, church, let's worship. Shout Jesus. Shout Brother Malcolm, will you father, will you father, you and your wife come up. I want to use her around the altar this morning. Would you father Brother Mark up and pray over him this morning? of the mountains, Jesus in the streets, Jesus took the darkness over every enemy, Jesus for my family, I speak this holy name, Jesus. Sister Tina, I need a couple ladies, sister, I need a couple ladies right now, hallelujah. Come on. Come on. This is a church. We love each other. Thank you, Sister Donna. Thank you, Sister Donna.
a couple I need a few people I don't know where God's going to finish taking this service but are you okay if I'm being led by the spirit this morning I walked over to get ready to pray for that young man and the and the Holy Spirit tapped me on the shoulder and he said I want him to seek for the baptism of the Holy Spirit now I don't very seldom say that God speaks to me to tell other people something but I want some people, Sister Tina, Pastor Steve, I want some men, Tammy, I want some people to get over here, and I want us to pray for this young man. I want to see him receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and I want us to pray for him. The, the, the anointing is on these kids, and I want us to pray for him. The Holy Ghost is touching him. Come on, let, let's, raise, let's, push, let's uh, uh, put our hands over this way, and let's pray for him right now. Pray for him, Pastor Steve. Come on, church, let's sing. God, fill him with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Lord, fill him with the baptism of the Holy Ghost right now. I'm talking about the gold. <laughs> Oh, hallelujah. This stuff is real. It's real, young man. It's real. It's going to give him the empowerment. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Your name is mine. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Your name is love. Oh, hallelujah. Every stronghold shut to the shadows. They're not Let's give the Lord a hand this morning. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give this young man a hand this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. How many will you continually pray that this young man is this young man is filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Praise you, Jesus. I am the Christ that walks among the golden candlesticks in the book of Revelation. I am the Christ at the beginning of time. I am the Christ of the old. I'm the Christ of the new. And I am the Christ of the now saith the Lord. I am the Christ that healeth every sickness, every disease, every form of depression, every form of hopelessness. I am the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, saith the Lord. My power has not ceased I am as strong as I was at the beginning of time. I was the one who went to hell and stripped the enemy of the keys of death, hell, and the grave. And now I am seated at the right hand of, author of authority. I am sitting by my Father with all authority. And I have authority over all sickness and disease. Thus saith the Lord, I am here in the one that healeth thee. I'm once again the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. That's a word from the Lord this morning. Let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's... Uh, it's kind of different when a pastor don't know what direction to go in. <laughs> but praise the Lord. Let's, let's just give our master one more hand. Amen. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise, praise the Lord. There's a lot of people that are out sick, and let's continually pray 
I know Brother Jim Brooks has been sick this week. Continually uh, pray for Brother Jim. And uh, Daryl actually came to play this morning, and he is sick and went back home. And so remember him in prayer. And remember Tammy. She, her hand, one of her hands is really bothering her, and she don't have much feeling in it. So let's continually pray for her. And we got just a lot of sickness going on. So let's keep each other uh, up in uh prayer. Amen. Uh, Pastor Steve's going to be speaking this morning. Let's give him a big hand. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I told Sister Ruth, I said, Pastor Steve's going to be pre- uh, speaking this morning. She said, thank God for that. <laughs> Amen. I love my congregation. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We love Pastor Steve and Cindy. Uh, over the last two or three weeks, God has just been blessing the church. We've been doing ministry out in our community. Let's give the Lord for a hand for that. Yes. Um, I want to show you guys. We got a couple uh, pictures of the park display that we put up this year. Sister Christina and some of the ones uh, here at the church. I know Tina helped a little bit with that. Uh, and I think we got one at nighttime. Didn't that look good? Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand for the ones that help with that. Uh, the Angel Tree uh, project that we had this year, we got a few pictures we wanted to throw up for that. Uh, they came two different times to get, uh, just you can kind of just keep going through there. Yeah, look at that. Amen. Let's give the Lord a, let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. Praise the Lord. I think that went over very well this, uh, this year. Uh, also, the men's uh, breakfast. We got a few pictures. I don't know who that guy is. He's not, e- he's not even in church this morning. What are we going to do with that, huh? Amen. Look at that. Uh, how many of you like bacon? Look at the bacon. You guys that didn't come, look at that. I don't know who that guy is standing there cooking. The one on the right, I'm not for sure about. Yeah, we got a few few pictures there. Amen. We got any more of those? Yeah, who's that guy? Who is that guy? I don't know. Yeah, who's who's that couple there? Amen. I'm not for sure who that guy is. So, amen. We had a great time at our men's breakfast. And also, we got a few pictures. I don't know why we got more pictures of the women than we do the men. Who put this thing together? Okay. Let's uh, show some of the pictures of the women's uh, luncheon that they had. You can just... uh beautiful yeah let's give the lord a big hand i think that is that all of them amen praise the lord and also our uh care ministry we got a, a picture uh sister tina and christina remember we're saying we were gonna uh go over and uh feed the doctors and the nurses over at amc well we joined up with uh the uh, Sheets gas station there, and they gave, um, I think, some type of uh, uh, sandwiches and stuff and joined up with us, and we were able to feed at least 40 doctors and nurses over at AMC. So I want to give Sister Tina and Sister Christina a hand for that. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand this morning. So 
just a little bit of what's going on around here, but I believe God has got great and mighty things uh, planned ahead. Amen. I believe we're gonna, God's going to use this church great and mightily. Amen. Before Pastor Steve comes, I want us to stand and I want us to pray as he comes and delivers the mighty word of God and feeds us this morning. The spirit of God has been already been very sweet, but we want to pray. Let's uh, 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 put our hands this away and we're going to pray over Pastor Steve this morning. Father, we thank you for the minister of the gospel. We thank you that you have called him and not only called him, you've commissioned him. And so, God, this morning we're asking you that, God, you uh, remove Pastor Steve out of the way. And, Lord, that you will step up and you will speak through him the word that you have for us this morning. That we will grow in grace and knowledge in the fullness of the Spirit. Now, God, I'm asking you to put a fresh anointing upon him this morning, an anointing like he's never felt. I'm talking another level of anointing, and God, that you will touch him this morning as he brings us the word, and we thank you for your presence. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. You may be seated. All right, now let's give a hand clap to the one who deserves it, Jesus, this morning. Amen. Wow, what a presence of God. It's not going to stop now. Look at your neighbor and say, it ain't stopping now. No, 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 devil. It ain't stopping now. God's word's coming forth, and uh, the same way you reacted to this altar this morning is the same way God wants you to react during this message. God has a word for the church for such a time as this. This is the day. This is the hour the Lord has made. We're going to rejoice and be glad in it. And I'm going to dive right in. Um, you know, it's been a while since I've spoke, so uh, I think by two hours be all right, wouldn't it? Oh, okay. Well, I mean, McDonald's will still be open. Okay. Let's get in the Word real fast. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 tells us this. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. The key word there is diligently. <clears throat> Verse 8 says, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Now, I want you to notice that Abraham was called out by who? God. To go to a place that he would receive an inheritance, and he, was, he went out by faith, and he didn't even know where he was going. Now, does that sound like a lot of us this morning? We don't know where we're going. But what we do know is that God has called, that God has commissioned us. And we can be assured of this. I may not know where I'm going, but I can be assured that God is going to orchestrate and God is going to do some mighty and powerful things in this place. 
You just wait and see. Amen. God is up to something. Listen, when hell is rising its head, when all hell is coming against you and against the church, I want you to know God is up to something. Listen, when you talk about this scripture, it talks about having faith, to move out in faith. And I believe that when God calls us, that also God gives us vision. God gives the pastor vision. God gives the men's ministry vision. God gives the women's ministry vision. God gives the worship team vision. Faith and vision are hand in hand, church. And God is in control of what's getting ready to happen here. And I'm excited about what God's going to do. Aren't you? Now, we don't know where or how we're going to get there. Okay? We don't know why God chooses sometimes the path for us to walk. We are just told by God, trust me. I love the scripture that says, the Lord says, trust me with all of your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding, but in all of your ways. He says, acknowledge me and I will direct your paths. Aren't you thankful that God is the one that directs your paths? You see, now stay with me. When God calls you and out to go, church, he never provides a map. You don't get written directions sometimes. He doesn't give you an atlas map to follow. He doesn't allow you to use your cell phone and say, Siri, take me here. He just expects you to step out when he says go, and you're to go. Amen. By faith, you just step out knowing that God, who is the one who gives vision, then God says take vision and move with it by faith. Amen. Don't you, aren't you excited? God's got something great for church here at Calvary. Now listen to me. When God calls you out, the issue is not the what. The issue is not the why. The issue is not how. The issue is the who. Oh, it's quiet in here. Are we in a library, Sister Tina? Wait a minute. Okay, come on now, church. We were all over this altar giving God praise and getting excited about it. We, we got to continue it on. We're not in a library. You don't have a librarian here saying, shh. There's a point whenever you just got to say, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. The who is who we're going to talk about this morning. The issue is the who, okay? Because he's the one that called you. Look at your neighbor and say, the who called you out. Amen. The who called you and I out. We, church, are in the presence right now 
of God. We are in the presence of these altars that were surrounded by people crying and pouring their heart out to God. The who showed up. The who didn't go anywhere. Because the Bible says, Pastor, where two or three of us are gathered together in his name, he said, I will be in your midst. So the who is still here. Amen? We are supposed to enter into his gates. That means when you walk through them church doors back there, you are coming into his gates with thanksgiving. And when you come into his courts, into this sanctuary, we're supposed to offer up praise unto God. Why? Because God is worthy of all praise, glory, honor, power, blessing belongs unto our God this morning. We're supposed to be thankful and bless his holy name. Where's that at in the Bible? It says rejoice always, praying continually, giving thanks, say in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Let me ask you a question. If this was your last church service, and it could be. If this was your last opportunity, how about let's make it an immoral one that will be remembered by God and for those around us for what God has done for us. Oh, Pastor, I can't help but when I think about the goodness of God and all that he has done for me. Come on, church. Somebody needs to get wound up a little bit here. I, I'm going to tell you right now, you may not get wound up, but I'm about ready to get wound up because when I'm thinking about the goodness of God, when I'm thinking about how he brought me out of the miry pit and he set my feet up on solid ground, he established my steps, he gave me faith, he gave me salvation, he's given me healing, he's given me deliverance. I can't help but just sit there and not say, Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, praise your holy name. He gets excited up there, yes I do. I've got something to get excited about. My heart and my soul has to cry out, Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, thank you for the cross, thank you for the blood, thank you for saving me. Church, when we're coming into his presence, we should come expecting a move of the Holy Ghost. It is time that the church in these latter days gets back to the day of Pentecost. It is time that we get off of our backside and start lifting up hands under the one who needs lifted hands too. We need to start clapping. We need to start shouting. We need to start running. We need to start dancing. We need to start praising God in this place. Amen. Why? Because we're in his presence. 
I'm expecting when I come to the service, I'm expecting a manifestation, a demonstration of the power of God. Because if you don't come expecting, you're not going to receive it. You want to sit there and not come expecting a move of God? God is not forcing himself on you. He ain't, you are, listen, he didn't raise up puppets. He didn't bring you in here and put a string on one arm and put a string on another and make you go. And then sometimes the worship team should not have to be the one to make you get up on your feet, raise your hands, and say, Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. The preacher shouldn't have to coach you to start praising God in the presence of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, anyway. I told you, I, it's been a while, so you just might as well hold on. Let me cl be clear about something. You see, I, we think a lot of times we got to follow certain time schedules or we got to follow this guideline or that guideline I, i'm just gonna say it I, listen my boss is up there the who the who's the issue right here it, it's not hey, the issue's not you the issue's not another organization listen pastor i'll say it. the issue is not the assemblies of god the issue is the who the issue is j e s u S, and I'm going to give him all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. I don't have to answer to any organization. I have to answer to God. We sung about a child was born. A son was given. The government will be up on his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. We're not talking about the what. I'm talking about the who this morning. The Word of God. Jesus, He is the issue. He is wonderful to you. He is your mighty God. He is your counselor. He is your Prince of Peace in this troubled world we live in. He is your hope. Where there is no hope, he will be there for you when no one else will. You're not going to find anything in this world that will give you that peace. You're not going to find anybody else in this world that can give you that hope. But we can find that true peace. We can try find that true hope in the who this morning. Amen. He alone should be exalted and praised in this place. I wonder if there's just somebody here that could say, He saved me. I wonder if there's somebody who could just say, You know what? I was a sinner and I was on, a, on my way to hell. But Jesus, who saw me in my condition, Jesus, 
who's seen me in my hopelessness. Jesus, who's seen the thief that was trying to steal and kill and to destroy my soul, came to my rescue, and I'm not going to sit on my carcass. I'm going to get up, and I'm going to lift up hands, and I'm going to praise God, and I'm going to jump for God. I'm going to run for God. It's time that the church of the living God get back to giving him praise and glory. Excuse me for getting excited. But I'll do it anyway. Hallelujah. Because he alone should be exalted. He alone should be praised in this place. Because it's time. I really believe, Brother Jerry, with all my heart, I'm thinking I can remember back to the times when Pentecostal preachers would get up in the pulpit and they would do some Bible thumping, devil stomping, and we would have Holy Ghost filled, powerful services of God. There were signs and wonders and miracles that followed that. Why? Because we were lifting up the name of Jesus and we were exalting the name of Jesus and Jesus brought miracles down upon the church. Mm. Do it again, Lord. That's right. Oh, I wish I had some young people like that young man right there. Come on. I wish I had somebody in this place who would be like that young man who would say, I, I need some young people to join him and say, hey, we just need to bust a move, baby. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, it's time that we just bust a move, baby. Excuse me when I get excited in the Holy Ghost. Excuse me when the Holy Ghost comes up on me and I start dancing mightily before the Lord. Excuse me if I step on your blue suede shoes. It ought to be dangerous sitting beside a Pentecostal. Because they just might all once go, ooh. Smack you upside the head. But you ought to be doing it with them. Amen. Shame on us when we come all dressed up and looking nice, smelling nice, hair with gel and hairspray, all put it down, just brush fried, and leave the same way we come. Mm. Okay. I, I, I just have to answer the Lord, that's all. See, when I think about what God's brought me from, I don't think we think about that a lot. I, I, I really don't think that we grasp that hell, the flames of hell were reaching out to you. Oh, I know we don't hear about hell a lot anymore, but it's real. You better understand one thing. If you are not in a relationship with Jesus Christ, if you are not serving Jesus who is supposed to be your Savior and the Lord of your life and you are looking for the King of kings and the Lord of lords, you better understand one thing. The devil's real. The devil doesn't like you. The devil wants to take you out. The devil wants to take your family out. The devil wants to take your children out. But I serve notice to him today. 
today. I've been bought by the blood of the Lamb of God, the Jesus that came down from heaven in a manger, as our pastor said, went to a cross, shed his blood, and now I have been set free by the power of God. And that's something to give God praise for. I've got to shout to the Lord for what he's done for me. I've got to say thank you for filling me with the Holy Ghost. Delivering me, Lord, and setting me free. See, I've got to come to church and expect an encounter. You want an encounter with God? I know, Pastor. I, I, he, he, he can get on to me after church. That's fine. But listen to me. I, I, I'm really just getting tired of the Pentecostal, what we call Pentecostal services anymore. And I'm talking about across America. Less church, less noise. Less church, less noise. I'll say it again. Less church, less noise. We need more of God than we ever did before and we need to start making more noise than we ever did before because the world out there is going to wax worse and worse and so I told my wife on the way over here today we were saying how people were saying they don't know what 2022 is going to bring I don't either but the Bible tells me that things are going to wax worse and worse devastation after devastation is going to happen more pestilences are going to rise more diseases are going to rise but I'm going to tell you right now things are going to get better and they're going to get better you know why because we're getting ready to see Jesus step out on a cloud of glory and he's coming after his church the redeemed blood bought church of Jesus Christ is about ready to take a launch up into heaven that's why it's going to get better for us thank you Lord thank you Jesus all right, let's move on. I know. it's Okay, we're going to get into some. I just had to start out just giving God praise for what he done here around his altars this morning. I thought, Lord, look what you have done already. Look what you have done already. Then you have Pastor. See, I'll say this for him because I just get, listen, I mean, again, I just got to obey God. And then, you know, we talked about less church, less noise. Let me, let me explain that. You have the blood-bought church who ought to be excited to be in the presence of God, who are looking for reasons not to be in church. Ouch. Did you see the size of my paper cut on my finger? It's huge. I got up this morning and my head was hurting. I got up this morning and I was just, my body was hurting. Excuse after excuse after excuse. Get out of the bed and say, I'm blessed and I'm highly favored of God. I've been blood bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. 
He was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. And I'm going to say by his stripes, I am healed. Hurting or not, I've got to get in the presence of God. I've got to get in the house of God. I've got to be around my brothers and sisters because I've come expecting a demonstration and a manifestation of the power of God to fill this house. Thank you, Lord. All right, I know. We're, going to, we're, going, we're hurrying. Just hold on, hold on. Hold on. God called out Abraham to go to a place he didn't know where he was going. But Abraham knew that the issue wasn't what or how or where. The issue was who called him. There was a voice that spoke to Abraham and said, go. And it wasn't about how it was going to happen, where am I going, what's going to take place. All he knew was the who called him. And Abraham just stepped out in faith. So listen to me, church. If you, as Abraham, knew who called you, you don't have to be concerned with the what, the where, or the how Listen, you don't have to be concerned about that. Why? Because your business is with the who this morning. When you study the who, you can say, I am now more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. You can say, when Satan comes against you, and he will, you can say when he comes against your family, and he will, he can come against your finances, and he will, you can look at that devil and say, devil, greater is he who is in me than you that are in the world. And you can say that because it's the word of God. You see, when you know the who who lives inside of you, then you can become an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony. Mm. Church, there's still power in the blood of Jesus. I said there's still power in the blood of Jesus. There's still power in the name of Jesus. Devils still tremble when they hear the name of Jesus. They're not afraid or intimidated by you, but they're afraid and intimidated by the who that is in you. Glory to God. Look at your neighbor and say, I was once lost, but now I'm found. <laughs> I was blind. But now I see. David cried out, The battle is not mine. It belongs to the who. Oh, it, listen. Saul, who was a whole lot bigger and stronger and mightier than David was, was a backslidden chicken at this point in time. And you know what he done to David? Here his... Saul was looking at the what. He was looking at the how. 
How are we going to defeat the giant? How are we going? What are we going to do with this giant? How are we going to defeat him? He even said it himself. He used those faith-killing words. What? How? And he said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine. Now you're going to tell a man after God's own heart, Brother Jerry, a man filled with the Holy Ghost and fire, you're going to tell me that I'm blood-bought by the blood of Jesus, and you're going to tell me that I can't come against the enemy? He says, you can't do this. This giant, he, listen, he, he's, you're just a youth, and he's a man of war from his youth. You know what David did? David wasn't looking at what Saul was looking at. David wasn't looking at the what and the how because he was in a relationship with the who. Are you in a relationship with the who? So when the giant comes to your life, you can say, oh, I've got the who in me. I don't have to be concerned about what the devil's bringing my way because the who is with me. You know what David said to Goliath? He said, you come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defied this day. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you and take your head off. We need some more Holy Ghost-filled, bold men and women of God who will take a stand and say, you are defying my God. I'm stepping out with vision. I'm stepping out with faith. I'm stepping out in the power and the demonstration and the manifestation of the power of God. I'm stepping out devil on your head because you have been bruised already by the heel of Jesus Christ on the cross, and now he has given me all power and all authority over you. See, when you know the who, then you can say, no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. And every lying tongue that the devil says to you, come on church, every lying tongue that he brings to you in the day of judgment, he says, you shall condemn it. When you know the who, this is what you can say. If God is for me, who or what can be against me? Who shall separate me from Christ? Tribulation? Nope. Stress? Nope. Persecution? Nope. Famine? Nope. Nakedness? Nope. Peril? No. Sword? No. Why? Because I'm persuaded. Look at your neighbor and say, you need to get persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor debt, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus my Lord. Give the Lord praise. Come on. See, when the devil looks at you and says, well, who do you think you are? How many feel like the devil's actually asked you that question before? Who do you think you are? You just point up and say, I am a blood 
bought child of the living God. I have been adopted into the family of God. The blood of Jesus was shed for me, and that royal blood covered me. It's flowing in me. It's going to flow out of me. And so, devil, if you don't leave me alone, I'm going to go get my father, and I'm going to get him on you. When little boys used to get in little spitz baths and bullies would come over, dads always stepped in, didn't they? Our Heavenly Father will take care of you. You don't have to be worrying about what the devil is going to try to do to you. Amen? Praise God. How about getting excited for the fact that he just called you out of darkness into his marvelous light? We were in darkness, Pastor, covered by darkness. The Bible says darkness was over all the face of the earth. And God said, let there be light. When you were saved, God said, let there be light come into that heart. Jesus, the light of the world, came down and came into your heart, lit up, darkness left. And that's something to give God praise for. Don't remember the how, don't remember the why, don't remember the where, because those are words that will dampen your faith in Christ. Just go. Step out and go. We're getting close to closing. Hold on. I want to, I want to, I want to remember the children of Israel. Remember they were, they were stuck on that what? They were stuck on how? They were stuck on, oh, yeah, we've been hearing about the uh, uh, land flowing with milk and honey, but how? When? Right? I mean, then they got up into this area where there was a massive bunch of cities built with massive walls and there were giants over there and, and, and fierce and mighty men. Remember that part of the scripture? Uh, and, and look at your neighbor and say, but there were two. Come on. There were two out of all those other children of Israel that God had done brought them through so much. All of a sudden, two just had to step out. Two just had to step out and say, oh, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. Joshua, Joshua and Caleb, see, they didn't trust the what. They didn't trust the how. They trusted the who. Amen. You know what they said? If God is before us, he is able to give us that land. There ain't no giant, no massive walls. No mighty fierce armies. There ain't no devil in hell. There ain't no demon in hell that can come against God's blood-bought church. When you take a stand and really start confirming in your heart and speaking from your mouth that the blood of Jesus has covered me and I will have victory over this because Jesus is still on the throne. And what he did for them, he'll do for you. See, if you trust the who, then the what is just a piece of cake. Now, are you ready for this? Finales. Before there was a what. Before there was a where, Brother Jerry. Before there was a how or a why and all these other things we asked. Before all of that. There was the who. <laughs> I think I'm the only one that got that, Lord. Before everything else, 
before the devil himself, before any creative thing, there was the who. And it says in Colossians, and he is before all things, and in him all things consist. He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, and in all things that he may have preeminence. You know what I thought when I heard that scripture? We're hearing about all these diseases. We're hearing about all these things coming up against us. But I'm going to tell you the who was before COVID-19. The who was before heart disease and cancer. The who was before diabetes. The who was before AIDS. The who was before blood pressure. The, the, the who was here before fear and anxiety and depression. The who is the one who can take all of that away from you. Who is the who? He said, I am Alpha. I'm Omega. I'm the beginning. I'll be the end. I'm the first and I'm the last. Come on. I am the rose of Sharon. I am the lily of the valley. I am the bright and the morning star. I am that I am that I am. And that's enough for me. All I got to know is the who is in control of my life. The who is in control of my finances. The who is in control of my grandsons. The who is in control of my children. The who will take me through the storm. The who also is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And church, you better be getting ready because he says, Behold, I am coming quickly. And if we don't start praising, we might be down here wanting, wishing, hoping that we get another chance to do it. He's coming after an excited church. He's coming after a blood-bought church. He's coming after a church who's looking for him. He's coming after a church who's walking in faith and not by sight. He's looking for a church who does not, under, does not be intimidated by the devil. That's who he's coming after, a blood-bought church. Here's the best part. Brother Jerry, after all of that, he's on your side. Wonderful to think about that. The devil's not on your side. You think your best friend's on your side. How many know of times in your life when you thought that was your best friend and they betrayed you? I've got news for you this morning. The who will never betray you. The who will never lie to you. The who will uphold you with his right hand. The who will take you through every storm of life. The who will take you when the gates of hell come against you. It will not prevail against you. The who is going to take you to heaven to be with him so you can be there forever and forever and forever where there will never be another tear. There will not be no more sorrow. There will be no more dying over the 
there. There'll be no more diseases and pestilences and COVIDs and all this other stuff that's going on. Jesus will be there, and he says, I have fashioned for you a body like mine. We'll be stepping into a glorified body. And if that don't make you excited, the altar's open. Because something's wrong. You see, if I can't get excited about heaven, if I can't get excited about he took me out of hell and brought me into a place that I could go to heaven, I need to find out if I've got a relationship with him or not. Oh, I know that sounds offensive. I don't want to offend nobody, but I'm just going to say it like it is. It's time the church start getting excited about who they are in Christ Jesus, that they are saved, blood-bought, on the way to heaven. And it's time that we stand up and make that known. Pastor, I feel like the Lord was just saying that, you know what we got going on in our churches across the land? You and I have talked about this. The church seems to be like in a spiritual coma. The church also has a spirit of thankfulness. Not grateful, not thankful. See, their mind is on the world. Their mind is about all the distractions that are going on around them. Their mind is not on the who. Because if their mind was on the who, your mind would be that which is like Christ Jesus, and you'd be standing and praising and shouting and jumping and dancing, and, and you'd be doing all. The, listen, you say, oh, it's just emotional. Well, bless God, get emotional. I don't know about that. I don't know if I should just get all that emotional or not. Well, I think we should. I'm going to close by mentioning to you about the book of Job. How many have heard of that book before? Now, I know some don't read it because they think it means job. <laughs> just kidding. I thought I would just throw that in. You're trying to give somebody a job. They won't, uh, you know, let's, go, let's not go there. Job. The book of Job. J-O-B, but it's Job, okay? Here in the book of Job, I find, and I'm paraphrasing all this, so you hold on. You have Satan. He's just wandering around to and fro on the earth. God's up in heaven. And God looks over at Satan and says, Have you considered my servant Job? There's none like him on the earth. He's a blameless and an upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil. How many would like God to describe you that way this morning? How many think God could describe you that way this morning? Don't say it. We need to get there, though, don't we? We got some work to do. Say, God's still working on me. I got a ways to go yet. Let me say this. If God would tell devil, have you considered Pastor Kevin? I mean, there's none like him on the earth. God, the who, looked at one man and said, I can't find nobody like him in all the earth. Because he's blameless. He's an upright, righteous man. He fears me. And he 
shuns or escapes or runs from evil. Oh, God, help us to be that way, right? Paraphrasing. Satan says, yeah, I've considered him all right, and I've really tried to get to him, but there's a hedge I can't get through. Oh, come on, church. There's a cross, and off that cross there was some blood that started dropping to the ground. It formed a hedge, and when you were saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, and you step into that circle of the hedge of the blood of Jesus Christ, do you understand that unless Jesus permits it, the devil can't get to you? Oh, I feel like I could run. My wife will tell you I have done it before. Listen to me, paraphrasing. He says, but there's a hedge you got around him. And if you'd remove it, let me, let me, God, let me get to his stuff. Look at your name and say stuff. Here's what's wrong with us. We get so entertained with stuff that we forget the one who gave us the stuff, the who. Amen. He said, you, 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 you get that hedge out of the way, and if I get to his stuff, he'll curse you to your face. Now, here's my imagination. I didn't get this out of the Bible. I'm just imagining God. He's looking at Job, looking at Satan, looking at Job, looking at Satan, and then all of a sudden God said, okay, I will permit you to take his stuff. But when the smoke clears, devil, he will still be praising and worshiping me because it ain't about the stuff. It's about the who that's in his life. God spoke out and told him, go ahead, you get his stuff, but he's still going to be praising me in the end. So, what did he do? He went like he is. He's a thief. He stole. He killed and destroyed all his stuff. Now, watch this. Job, again, was not in a relationship with his stuff. He was in a relationship with the who. Satan was about ready to find this out, wasn't he? And his stuff was taken. Job said, this is what he said when his stuff was taken. Let me read that to you. He said this, Naked, I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return. The Lord who, the who, gave me, he's allowed it to be taken away, but blessed be the name of the Lord. The smoke cleared, the stuff was gone, and Job was still praising his God. Mm. Because the Bible says he fell to the ground, Pastor, and he worshipped the who in front of the he in the world, the devil. Now let me ask you this question before we... Before we close it off, if God were to allow Satan to steal your stuff, 
Will it steal your praise and worship with it? Will it steal your song, your dance, your clap, your lifting up holy hands unto the Lord? Will that go too? I mean, come on, church. The only reason I'm asking you that question is the only reason that we're praising and worshiping God is because God has given us all this stuff. I'm going to tell you about your stuff this morning. You ain't taking none of it with you when you leave this world. You came into this world naked, and you're going to leave this world naked. But guess what? I don't need stuff to get to see my Savior's face one day. The devil can take everything from me. He can steal all my stuff, but he can't take that relationship that I have with Jesus Christ. My Lord, I'm going to heaven one day. Mm. Don't let stuff take the place of who. So Satan says then, oh, that was, okay, skin for skin, touch his bone, touch his flesh, he'll surely curse your face. So now I'm really imagining God saying, he's looking over at the devil. I'm sorry, this way Job's to his right hand, because I, I always feel like the right hand is over where I'm at with God, amen? He looks over to his right, he sees Job. He looks at the devil. He looks at Job. He looks at stupid. He looks at Job. He looks at ignorant. That's okay to say that. He is stupid when he thinks that he's the winner. Listen to me. After he does that, he says, okay. He's in your hand. But devil, you cannot take his life you can afflict him you can cause those boils to start from the soles of his feet to the crown of his head you can cause him to go through some sickness and some afflictions and some misery for a while but you will not you know why he couldn't do it because he don't have the keys of death the key holder was still in control. He said, you can make him sick, but I believe, looking down at Job, I believe whenever the smoke clears, he's still going to be worshiping the who. The praise team will come. You know, not only did Job have to deal with his misery and his wife looks at him. Now, I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to be honest with you, I love my wife. There's going to come a time, men, men of armor, listen to me. God must always be first are you listening to me the issue is not the wife the issue is not your stuff the issue is not even your health 
issue is the who. Amen. But I do love my wife, and my wife will sometimes, most of the time, bring me encouragement when I need it the most. Thank God for a godly wife. Can somebody say amen? But here's Job's wife seeing him in all his misery, boils all over his body. Do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and just die. Wow, what an encouraging wife Job had, huh? And if that wasn't bad enough, then he had these three so-called friends that had the brains of a dead frog who were there discouraging. How many knows we need encouragement? We need one another. It's important that we come together to worship the who. Amen. And after all that Job endured, he, just like God told Satan, he stayed connected with the who. And you know what the Bible says that God did for his faithfulness? God blessed Job twice as much than he had before. Now listen to me. He had a lot then. He was a very wealthy man. But God turned it around and said, because you trusted the who and didn't worship the stuff, I'm giving you back all your stuff, but I'm giving it to you twofold. Every head bowed, never eye closed, we're still playing some music. I want to know in this room today, maybe you're here and you can say, you know, I'm guilty, preacher. I'm as guilty of sin because I've always been looking at the what. I've been always looking at the why. I've been questioning God on why, how, when, where. Before you leave this place, as you did this morning, you can make your way up to this altar and get in contact with the who, God Almighty. He alone can save, heal, deliver, and set you free this morning. As they are singing, the altar is open. If you want to come up here one more time, come on, and give the who praise in this place.
a move of God. Lord, what a move of the Holy Spirit in this place today. There were lives that were touched. They were transformed. They were delivered and they were set free, God. We thank you that it was confirmation of the word of God that was brought forth. We thank you, Lord, that greater things are coming. Oh, I sense revival coming, Lord. Oh, I sense a move of God. I sense a demonstration. I sense a manifestation of the fire and the power of God in this place again. I, I, I sense, Lord, that you are raising us up from the dead, bringing us back to life. I'm asking, Lord, that you will restore the joy of our salvation, that we once again can rejoice in the God of our salvation. Go with us today, Lord. Watch over us and let us walk in your steps, in your direction. For we trust the who in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day in the Lord. Just before we, let's give Pastor Steve a hand. Wasn't that a wonderful message? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Next Sunday, we're going to do, Tina and the worship team is going to do an acoustic Christmas. And we've got some, uh, probably three or four other people coming in to play. Uh, we're going to be doing a banjo, mandolin, just we're going to have an acoustic Christmas, and uh, it's going to be awesome. So invite as many people uh, as you can. It's going to be a, just a little bit different, but we're going to have a great time in the Lord. So let's pack this place out, an acoustic Christmas, and we're going to give God all the glory, honor, and praise. We're going to have a lot of fun next Sunday. So invite as many people as you can. Amen. God bless you. You have a great day in the Lord.